to the doghouse i'm diana and i'm david it's riverdale season seven episode one chapter 118 don't worry darling after coming together to stop bailey's comet the gang find themselves transported back to a simpler time riverdale 1955 while archie attempts to impress the new girl veronica a hollywood starlet who has just arrived at riverdale high cheryl sees her as a threat and formulates a plan to take her down meanwhile tabitha tony and betty Take a stand against Principal Featherhead after he stonewalls their attempts to write about the murder of Emmett Till. Finally, Jughead attempts to convince the gang they're from the future. <sighs> are they back? Um. Or are they just back? They're. I, I, I don't know. To be determined. To, to be determined. Love the intro. Love it. Love, you know, the, the happy day is intro. Great. Mm hmm. I do like the the conceit that we're in an alternate universe set in the past. That's kind of fun. And the way they played with that was really good. Um, I had mentioned in the trailer for the new season, I was like, oh, well, this is definitely pulling from this piece from season one, this piece from season one, and so on and so forth. And I think that's really clever with keeping it fresh. But the Emmett Till of it all. It would be fine if the show had done a better job throughout its previous six seasons and including social justice as part of its conversation, <laughs> but it didn't. And it consistently treats their LGBTQIA plus and POC characters as trauma props pretty consistently. So it's really for show. It's just such a sledgehammer, too. Except for the very end, which is a nice thing. Like it, it, I, I will say that that piece was. I feel like what was done in this episode was really good. It was really good. It's hard not to be eye rolly because of the baggage of the previous six seasons, which they treated all of those those characters poorly because of the stupid fucking show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, like in how's in this episode, if we're just taking it at just this episode, really well done. Good. Like the I wouldn't go that far. Uh no, I think it's pretty good. I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, again, it's supposed to be a world that's set in 1955. I think that's pretty good. I think they did yeah. a pretty good job with that. The problem is we have all the baggage with this show. So it's hard not to roll our eyes if it if we are looking at it just fresh, brand new. This is my first episode where I was like, oh cool like they're like handling like this progressive stuff good but yeah no. but well, no and we have 22 more episodes of this alongside having already done six seasons yeah i so i don't know mm -hmm. yeah where are they going with this that's that's my thing oh right that's, that's always our question how far are you gonna take this premise right like is this gonna last the entire last season are you gonna have it for like seven episodes and then ditch it and go into some other new final battle bit no i my guess is mid-season finale which they're technically currently they already have an end date as to when they're gonna air the final episode which would suggest they're not taking a single break between now and and in terms of airing between now and when the finale is supposed to air, and it's supposed to be a two-part finale that airs on the same night. So it's going to be a two-hour-long finale, which is fine. It's the series finale. Cool. So I feel like the halfway point of the season, so that would be episode 11, 12, depending on where they want to draw that line, is going to be when 
either all of the characters fully know that they are from a different universe or we actually are in that we go back to our usual Riverdale universe Um, and and then the which is fine I think is fair this is a big thing to do uh, based on you know the few things that I look at when I'm you know on Instagram and I do follow all the people but I don't pay too much attention to it they're very much in this for a while so we'll see Major Namek will be um, directing the 13 episode, which is cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <sighs> it's a show. We're back. It's a show. So we start this episode with a Happy Days intro. Love it. It's super cute. We've got narration from Jughead. He's talking about, you know, the cost differences. It's, you know, um, a comic book costs a dime, a pulp novel costs a quarter. I uh, love the poodle skirt. I'm sorry, Vanessa Morgan with this hair is so fucking gorgeous. She's a she's a gorgeous woman, but this is some, the the prettiest she has ever looked on this show, in my opinion. So great, <laughs> Jugheads. You know things are different here. Um, for starters, I live in an abandoned train car with hot dog, which actually tracks. Uh huh. <laughs> which I I liked. I thought that was good. Um, you know we're juniors again. Betty and Kevin aren't just friends; they're dating. Um. And Cheryl's brother's here, but it's not, uh, what was his name again? Jason. <laughs> it's not Jason. It's Julian, which loved that, loved that piece. Mm-hmm. And there's no sign of Reggie yet, which I also think is very interesting. We know Reggie is coming because we saw it in the trailer. We saw it in the trailer. There was a whole big to do about Charles Milton's his first day on the last season of Riverdale. So yeah, I mean, he's going to be there. It's just interesting. Like, what are they going to do? I do really love that Archie is the exact same. <laughs> there is oh. really no difference with Archie. Um, even more earnest. Oh yeah, like yeah. this is amazing. KJ is pulling off comic Archie the best out of everyone. You know, he's the he was the youngest in the cast when it started, and now, like in today's world, he has a significant other and he has a child. So he has grown so much. It's like mm-hmm. you were this little baby and now you're like a grown ass man. It's very funny to see him go back to playing big, dumb, you know, beefcake Archie. I love it so much. And it really is in the smile. Because when I'm when I was looking at the uh, last episode, I was like, he looked so gone. And I don't know if that's just new dad tired, but here he looks so refreshed. Though I will say, the hair is very highlighter dip dye. It is not. Especially because of his eyebrows. So that's another thing. In the earlier seasons, they touched up his eyebrows. They did something to him. And some of that could just be him getting older. His eyebrows got darker. That's not unusual. And they've just decided not to do anything to his eyebrows as part of like aging him but they didn't do they didn't like try to fix it for these flashbacks which or not these flashbacks but for 1955 they didn't do anything to his eyebrows and i find that very interesting (sighs) so jughead is just biding his time to connect with tabitha because he hasn't seen her yet because she's the only other person who might know what's going on and then he connect he can connect with the others to tell them what's What's actually happening? Uh, so Jughead's, you know, where Jughead lives, which is essentially Pops. Uh, the bus from Mississippi comes back because all of the persons of color went to go hear the verdict for Emmett Till. 
And when Tabitha walks in, Jughead approaches her and he's offering his support. He's like, I heard it. It made me sick, sick to my stomach. And just let me know how I can help. And Tabitha's like, thanks. We're trying to figure out what our next move will be. And like Jughead, right? So in this world, they don't, they don't really have a friendship. Which, which makes sense. Well, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. So yeah, so that's established. We see Archie, you know, he's ready to leave the house and his mom calls him and she takes his car keys away because he has a hot rod. Um, because it has flames on its doors. And he's like, it's not a hot rod, it's barely a step above a jalopy. Mary Andrews is so uptight. <laughs> I love it. Because of James Dean. And I this is where KJ really shines because he's whining with his mom. And I love it because he never whined this way with Fred. I really love that he's doing it with mom. It's great. It's great. <laughs> uh, so Archie takes a bike. <laughs> or Archie has to take a bike to school. This is this is so comic book Archie. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's, that's like, where I'm like, I am so on board with this because this is so fun for me. Well, and the, the funny thing to me is I don't feel like any of the other characters are that comic booky. No. But he is. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> well, to be fair... In let's let's think about season one of all of them. Archie was the one that was the closest to his comic book counterpart as we know it. Yeah. Or the vintage comics. I, I've read the newer ones. I don't really care for them. They're fine. Uh, but this Archie is the most like those Archies, which is very fun. Uh, we cut on over to Betty and Tony. They're at the Blue and Gold office. And Betty is complimenting Tony on her article about Emmett Till. But Featherhead, Principal Featherhead, won't let them publish it. And Tony's like, yeah, I'm not surprised, but we need to do this. And Betty's like, yeah, totally. I agree with you. Let's go to, I, I will set time to talk with the principal. Um, We go to, you know, students in class. And all of a sudden, Featherhead comes in. And he has to introduce a new student. And it's Veronica Lodge. And I like Jughead's narration. It's like, damn, even now, Veronica Lodge knew how to make an entrance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is true. She's very Hollywood uh, glam. Uh, she's there because her parents' show, Omiha, is doing so well. So she's here for a sabbatical from Hollywood. Um, Cheryl is so beyond annoyed by her. Mm -hmm. Veronica states that, you know, she can't confirm that she's been cast in the new Our Town. Um, but, you know, she's there to do some, some research into the everyday lives of small town America. And, you know, when she's done talking, Archie's clapping because he's hanging on her every word. It's adorable. The only one clapping. Yeah. She's like, please, I beg of you, treat me as one of your own, not as a scion of Tinseltown royalty. <laughs> like, when she walked in, I was like, fuck yeah, this is comic book uh, Ronnie, who is a bitch. A huge <laughs> bitch. I love it. I'm so here for it. And that's when we get our Riverdale. Riverdale. We come back from our title and we are in the doghouse. Hey! We're eating lunch and Veronica comes in. She's like, oh, I think I know everyone's name from class. She goes around and, but she stops at Cheryl. Sorry, what was, what was your name? It's Cheryl. <laughs> She's so pissed about the existence of Veronica. And I love this. I also really like that Julian talks. Yes, Julian talks. But also the fact that um, Cheryl is so put upon mm -hmm. as opposed to putting herself upon. Mm -hmm. It's quite a good fun twist for her. Oh, it's so fun. 
Um, they're talking about James Dean because Cheryl's the president of his fan club. And Veronica's like, you know, we were friendly. You know, we used to go skinny dipping at Chateau Marmaduke. <laughs> oh, please. Um, she's you know, he liked to play both sides of the net, and they're all just like, What? He just seems like a regular guy, like a cowboy. And to which Cheryl goes, You how dare you besperch his name? Of course, I should have expected this from you, you know, hanging out with perverts and sex parties and orgies. And oh, dear God. <laughs> and the only reason why I think this is hilarious is because, like, of course, Cheryl is gay in this universe. She just doesn't realize it yet. Like, of course, yeah. she's gay. Of course she is, which I'm fine with. And this is the only time I'm like, I'm not annoyed by this blatant homophobia because we know why it's there. That's fair. Like, is um, it good? No. Do we need it? Also, no. But they're playing the audience that is familiar with the show. So I'm going to allow it. Well, also, yeah. Kevin. Well, that, I mean, we know it's coming. Oh, Kevin. We know it's coming. But all of his lines in this scene, do you, do you know James Dean? And then, and then at the end, what about Salminio? And I was like, oh, sweet gay Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Kevin knows it, but he doesn't have a name for it. That's... Cheryl doesn't know. She knows the name for it, but she doesn't realize that what that she's fighting against herself. That's the the dichotomy there, which I do like. Yeah. So that's happening. <laughs> we go to chemistry class and well, we go to the end of chemistry class and Jughead's teacher, who I didn't catch their name, uh, is talking about, you know, hey, remember the astronomy club is meeting because we're trying to do fundraising for the new telescope before Bailey's Comet arrives into which Jughead's like, what? And he flashes back to Cheryl being the Scarlet Witch. And he's like, what? It's coming back. And the teacher's like, yeah, in two years, it's coming back. And it's the only time in our lifetime we're going to see it. And Jughead's like, well, OK, <laughs> I, I, I got a timeline here. To go outside and Archie is sniffing after Veronica. He wants to, you know, walk her home. And she's like, do I look like I walked home? And Julian is going to take her. And as they're starting to drive away, Cheryl's like, what about me? And Julian's like, you got two feet. I love that these twins are not friends. <laughs> I love it. It's it's a great, it's a, it's a, a great mirror to her relationship with Jason. It's a great mirror to Cheryl, period. Oh, sure. Sure. We go to the principal's office. They will not publish. But also there's a school psychologist there who's like, it's too violent and impressionable. And this guy's creepy as fuck, but he's coming back for sure. Because this is how they're going to redo the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and all that like brainwashing shit. That's definitely happening. This guy's at, this this guy is at the center of it. I'm calling it now. Well, also, did you not see the actors? I did. Featherhead really is the former dean from the prison. Oh, OK, yeah. I was like, I know these, I know these guys are familiar. I did not look them up. And the child psychologist guy is, um, oh, he was at the prep school that Jughead okay. went to. He's the dean from the prep school. See, that's who I thought that was, and I just didn't look it up because, yeah, I don't care. But they've they've yeah. totally brought these guys back again. <laughs> yeah, great, I love it because I knew they were familiar. Thank you for looking that up. I didn't look it up. I just recognized them. Okay, I remembered cool. them. But I'm calling it now. School psychologist guy is in charge of sending kids to the Looney Bin, which they reference later. Betty and Tony realizes, like, you know, this isn't too violent. This, there's a gravity of this experience, and we need to make sure this doesn't happen here. And Featherhead's like, things like this don't happen here. And just remember, we were one of the first schools to integrate, to which Tony's like, we don't have black teachers. We don't study black authors. 
and you know and then featherhead's like well just remember change doesn't happen overnight and it's just big massive eye rolls from betty and tony which are deserved (laughs) we go over to the cooper house and i love that lachlan monroe is back i knew Mm -hmm. that was gonna happen and i was so happy i love crazy hal maybe ooh, i hope hal is not the serial killer in this world but it's alice because that makes complete sense i don't know maybe neither of them are and it's somebody else nah um betty's talking to them about you know talking about Emmett Till and they're like it doesn't have anything to do with us and you know everything has to go with past our sponsors and you know if they pull out you know we we won't have enough money and Betty's like oh you mean the blossom maple syrup your sponsors people's and by not having enough money you won't be able to give yourself a raise and they're just like how dare you call us out (laughs) and she's just like it's a problem and nobody cares and she runs off Betty needs justice. I'm I'm fine with justice, you know, white lady justice hero. Like, whatever. Fine. Good. I'm fine with justice, Betty. I'm also fine, especially with Alice's point of like, you have to understand, we can't just like say whatever we want. <laughs> it's fair, but it's still wrong. It is wrong, but it is true. Oh, I'm fair. <laughs> We cut on over to the Ar- Archie's garage. He's working on his car, being the most adorable, you know, fool for Veronica. He's like, I felt like I was hit by a thunderbolt or something. Shazam! Really, CW? I know, I love it. They um, totally, I swear to God, I was like, this is the most ridiculously upfront product placement. No, it's right on track. It's, <laughs> come on. Jughead is bored, and, you know... He's talking about trying to solve the problems. And as he's talking, Jughead's thinking, you know, maybe, you know, if they can figure out Bailey's comic, it can be what sends them back. But he needs tangible proof to to convince them. And then all of a sudden, Archie's like, have you seen my dad's hammer? I can't find it. And then we get a flashback to them graduating and doing the time capsule where Archie puts his dad's hammer and a guitar pick in the time capsule. Great. And Jughead's like, do you have a shovel? <laughs> And then and we get his narration that, like, it's a long shot, but maybe if they had these tokens, um, it would trigger their memories. And so we see him digging up the capsule, and he's like, yes, thank God. And then we see that someone's watching him. Later, we figure out it's Tabitha. It's a uh, regular world Tabitha is watching him. So we cut to outside school the next day. Archie is there with his jalopy, and Veronica's like, Ooh, color me curious the all-american boy is secretly a hot rodder and archie says i'm hoping i could give you a ride home today and veronica's like consider it a date to which jughead is carrying the cooler which is what the time capsule was he's like veronica archie we're having an emergency meeting in the music room come on to which veronica's like who is that person again <laughs> love it love it love it so later we're in the music room and he's given everyone their items and no other information. And Veronica's like, as someone who's spent a lot of time on movie sets with props, these are okay. Just the amount of disdain in her voice. And like Kevin's looking at the program for angry and he's like, I don't get it. Angry about what? <laughs> no, 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 no. He says an inch of what? An inch of what? <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin. It's so great. So then. Sweet baby Kevin. So then Jughead tries to explain it. He's like, it's 67 years ago in the future, but back. And they're like, you sound nuts. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, okay, so explain the future. 
So this is how he explains the future. And I have I have it because it is too good. We don't use regular phones anymore. We use something called smartphones, which we carry around everywhere with us. And ironically, we don't even call people on them. We send texts, which are like messages, and listen to music on Spotify. There's your there's your uh second product placement. Yeah. And oh, the internet. Internet is like um having an entire encyclopedia at your feet fingertips. And so then they're like, okay, so like what about us? Tell Tell us what we're like in the future. Okay, Archie joins the army and fought in a war. And Archie's like, cool, cool. Betty, you were in the FBI and you were hunting serial killers. And Betty's like, interesting. <laughs> uh, Veronica, you owned a casino, but before that, a speakeasy, which Veronica's very into that. Oh, that sounds glamorous and cool. Oh, which Tony uh, bought and turned into a biker bar. And Tony's like, I am so kick-ass. And Kevin, um, you... um. Directed some musicals. Oh, and you were in an organ harvesting cult. <laughs> not not good. Not good. Again, we're in a different world. And Jughead <laughs> recognizes that. For Jughead to tell Kevin that in his world, you're very, very gay would have even bigger ramifications. Since since seeing the musical program didn't like trigger anything for him. Like, what are you gonna do? And same thing oh, yeah. with same thing with Cheryl and Tony. It's just like y'all don't realize that y'all are like deeply in love in another world. <laughs> so Kevin's like, okay. To which Cheryl's getting excited because this is like really intriguing. What about me? Oh, you were possessed by your ancestor and became a witch. Cheryl is not impressed by this. She's not excited. <laughs> and Archie rightfully says, We sound miserable. Why would we want to go back? fair fair dude he's not wrong and then also how would that even happen so then jughead tries to explain so we gotta have making out with betty and archie um with the bomb under the bed and he sounds deranged that's when archie's like let's go let's go have a talk come on and so they go to the gym oh wait but my favorite is like wait are you gonna hit me Oh, that was a, like he grabs her. Are you going to hit me? You're really violent in the future. <laughs> it's not even those words. The way Cole delivers that is perfect because Jughead's never really been afraid of Archie, his friend. But in this world, I love that he could. Oh, bets are off. He doesn't know what's going to happen. It's just, the, are you really violent in the future? It's so great. And oh. also very, very true. Poor, poor Jughead. Uh, so then they go to the gym and are just like, look, you have a wild imagination. But if you keep talking this way, they're going to cart you off to the loony bin with the other nut jobs. Ding, ding, ding. That's where some of our other friends are. So that's coming for sure. And Archie then lays, it's like you're talking about like some science fiction picture show. Okay, I'm calling it right now. The musical is Rocky Horror. Oh, God, you're not wrong. They have not announced it. We haven't seen any inkling of it, but just that statement alone. And then seeing the trailer with all of them being very confused about sex and whatnot. Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's got to be it. That's got to be the musical. It would actually make a lot of sense in terms of getting them back to where they need to be um, universe-wise for that to be uh, the musical. So To do the time warp again? Time warp again. Touch, touch, touch me. Uh, like, it would be so good. 
Archie is going to be Brad. Cheryl's going to be Janet. (sighs) Maybe. That seems about right. I don't, honestly, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Do not give a fuck who's who. Betty could be Janet. That would be fine, too. I'm just excited. I don't know. It'll be fun. But I really hope I'm calling it now. I guarantee I have not seen a single thing on the internet. I swear. I swear. This is from my brain. (sighs) Let me go to the blue and gold office. And Betty's telling Tony again, like, my parents said no to the stories, but the blossoms won't won't budge. But then Betty asks Tony if she has the pictures from Emmett Till's funeral. Because Tony explains that Emmett Till's mother insisted on an open casket so that people could see what had been done to her son and how much strength that took. And so Betty's like, of course, I haven't seen this and I don't know. So she asks if she can have them and like, yeah, I've got them at home. So, you know, interesting, interesting. Also, there's very ominous music when she asks for the pictures. Yes. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We go to Thornhill. Penelope's back. Again, love her. I love I love her chaos. She's so great. Why are you two so sullen and sunken? It's not like we're poor. And so she was like, <laughs> Julian's mad because that fake stuck up Veronica Lodge ditched him for a date with Archie Andrews. And Cheryl's mad because suddenly she's not the most beautiful, most interesting girl at Riverdale High anymore. As if she ever was. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so, it's such a great departure from the, hey, share, share. Like, it's great. It's <laughs> the best. And so Pelham is like, here's those magazines, that trash you love. We see it. It's a magazine called Flashbulb. And someone else has been listed as being cast in our town. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we go back to Pops. And it's our date time with Archie. And Veronica's like, oh, this is so nice. It's kind of like the Brown Derby. And Archie's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's a chain of restaurants that Gloria Swanson's husband. So who's that? And she's like, okay, what do you like to do? And he goes, I like sports <laughs> and working on my car and going and hanging out at Sweetwater River. She goes, oh, I hope to skinny dip because, oh, I used to fish. And she's like, what do you mean used to? She's like, oh, I used to go with my dad. But then he went to war, the Korean War. He didn't come back. which makes total sense and then she's like oh no and he's like okay you didn't know which fair mm-hmm. and it's like oh my mom works part-time in a dress shop she goes oh i'll have to pay her visit oh make sure she gets you a discount which is just precious so Sweet, precious dumb archie um and she goes, well what about girls you must you know you must be uh uh beaten away he goes no i just haven't found the right girl yet until now and then cheryl walks in jacuzzed <laughs> so stupid (laughs) i think that and hobo and bride of hobo are my favorite things cheryl has ever said hobo bride of hobo is one of the greatest moments it was it was such joy there was so much joy in her takedowns of people it's so great and she's like so you're a fraud uh, and I'm going to make sure everybody knows it. You're not starring in our town. Natalie Wood is. It says so right here. You've been lying to us ever since you got here. Um, why are you here? Did you your parents banish you because you're a brat? And everyone's gasping. And so then we cut to the Pembroke and Veronica has been banished uh, because she turned into a good time girl just to act out to get her parents' attention. <sighs> So, yeah, they sent her here. And I love this because this is so much more of Veronica from the comics. Mm-hmm. Like, Ronnie, Ronnie could be sweet, especially when it was just about, like, her and Betty's friendship. But when it came to, like, everything else, she was a spoiled fucking brat. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that. The fact that she's like, because they think I'm some spoiled brat, was like, 
you are. Yeah. Archie goes home and his mom is waiting up for him because she went to the garage to get a screwdriver. And I saw that you had taken your car out. You're grounded. And he's like, because I took my car without a permission. I mean, he makes the right point because I drove my car. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like the pictures of James Dean's car crash. I can't lose you like I lost your father. I can't get a call in the middle of the night. Tell me wrapped around some <laughs> telephone pole. And he's like, I promise I won't even speed. I won't go drive. I'll have Betty unsoup my car so it doesn't go faster than 25 miles an hour. 15, 20, deal. 20. Sounds great. I mean, it's very sweet. It's very cute. Very mom. I'm fine with it. <sighs> I, w- I will be very clear. If you've ever seen pictures of that car wreck, it's really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, not great. It, it was, it was god awful. It was really awful. So, like, I do yeah. get it, but it is over the top on purpose. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Veronica. She's at home. She's sulking, watching TV. She's watching her parents' show, which sounds very much like I Love Lucy. And then she gets a phone call, and it's her mom. It's Marisol Nichols doing a 50s voice, which is great. Basically, she's yelling at Veronica because she found out she had a boy in the apartment after school. And Veronica's like, he's just a friend from school. Nothing else. She goes, oh, well, that sounds better. Now you need to behave. And Veronica's like, well, what about Thanksgiving? And mom's like oh we'll see you know we'll have to talk about the holidays later the interesting thing is she's not angry she's so distant like this whole phone call she's like i I just have a moment but what is this i hear about a boy no boys all right well no more boys at the at the apartment we don't want you getting in any more trouble yeah she's so 50 star mom oh yeah in the best way also i cannot help but love when tilly temple has little ronnie and bitch. bitch love it yeah <laughs> i caught that after i was like oh i was like it's something temple i was like oh yeah it's till it's shirley temple as I, I love it i swear to god i cannot wait till that character shows up and is a total thorn in her side oh i'm that would be amazing please um we cut over to betty she goes into her room and she's got the photos from tony and she's horrified like horrified as she should be and to be as on the nose as possible, they play strange fruit. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to later. She's talking with Tony at the Blue and Gold again, and she's like, "We have to figure out how to publish these, no matter what." And Tony's like, "Well, maybe not that, but what if we did a poem and the morning announcements?" She's like, "Well, doesn't Cheryl do that?" It's like, "Yeah, you want to help me with an with an ambush?" <laughs> it's mess around time. So now we're in the school hallways. And Tabitha approaches Jughead and says, hey, I'm going to go on the road with my parents. Um, but I was wondering if you could send me my homework and help me, like, s- stay on top of my schoolwork. And like, yeah, and like, awesome. And she's like, what? Oh, I mean, swell. <laughs> Very silly, but cute. Uh, we go to the bathroom and Cheryl's come out of the stall. And sh- Tony and Betty are there to talk to her. And <laughs> Cheryl's like, um, Betty and uh, Tony, is it? So if you don't fucking know. And they basically just like, look, you need to do this. Uh, and she's like, fine. What about Featherhead? Oh, we'll take care of him. Cool. <laughs> so then we cut to the next day. Cheryl goes to the office to see Miss Bell. Miss Bell's back, which we love. And Miss Bell is like, I'm, I'm looking for smelling salts. Um, and uh, she goes and sh- Cheryl's just like, toodles, and gives Tony the mic. And she reads uh, Mississippi 1955 by Langston Hughes. 
And as this is happening, we see the students reacting to it. Um, we see the psychologist hearing this. And kind of like while it's happening, we also get this overlay of Tony over those scenes so we can see her reading it. That's the worst part is when they do a dissolve of her face. It's it's also very 50s. And I think that's why they did it. But it's so not this show. Like, it's just like, yeah, stop it's- it. That's... I, I I said this is uh less of a point and more of a pneumatic industrial hammer. Yeah. So then we cut to Featherhead's office and he's got the girls, Tabitha, Tony, Cheryl, and Betty being like, uh, you know, you can't do this. This is ridiculous and everything has to be approved by me. And Cheryl's like, oh, this is the first time we've ever written like read a poem. I promise any future poems will be, you know approved by you like cheryl totally handles him and i love that betty is fully just not giving him any eye contact at all well she's about to giggle and then she sees him as like "Mm, mm, 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 mm." i don't get in trouble yeah and it ends with featherhead saying i'm not sure what you ladies think you accomplished and so then we get this jug haired narration because but something had been accomplished and we cut to later in the classroom a teacher being like okay how did this make you feel? And so Archie starts with, you know, angry. And then we see Midge. Midge is there. And they... I knew I knew who that was. And then I was like, who is that? Oh, that's right. It's Midge. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I love. I love seeing her there. And so like they all kind of talk about it a little bit. And then I really heard that the teacher says, you know, Miss Topaz, Miss Tate, Mr. Walker. I understand that you were in Mississippi for the trial. If you're comfortable sharing your experience, I believe it would be valuable for the rest of us to hear what you saw. Which, fuck, making persons of color do all of this labor. Fuck off. But it is 1955, so we have to <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Here's the other, the other side of that, too. Is that, and I think this is actually not a bad approach for a teacher, is that Yes, they shouldn't be the only people talking, but they also were in Mississippi. No, I I I understand all that, but again, it's making the it's the, the baggage. People, it's the it's, baggage it's of the, the ba- fucking show. It is a lot of the baggage. It's also still just it's not like it's I know. I whatever. I don't I don't mind it as much because you're asking someone who had firsthand experience of the moment to No, and I and, agree in that and yeah. if it wasn't for that, I would be screaming more about it i still just oh for sure i don't like it stop making the people who are being traumatized by something do all the work to explain why something is traumatizing fuck off but i really do like that as tony starts to talk we get this jughead narration this is like fitfully but also necessarily a conversation that might not have happened for decades began at riverdale high that afternoon and the thing that I loved about that is that is exactly what's happening currently in our country. This is why they're trying to get books out of schools and all of that shit, because they don't want your children to start asking questions about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They want to keep you dumb. That, that's that's what it is. So I, I, I did appreciate that piece of pulling that together. So can I just say that we have not learned this teacher's name? I believe it's Miss Thurston. Is it? Because I feel like it's Miss Grundy. Thornton's. It might end up being Miss Grundy, but we have not said her name. I believe it's the same class that Veronica entered the other day. It would make sense because they're all there again. And they said her name was Thornton. Oh, boo. Um. I wanted her to be Miss Grundy. I, I really do want Miss Grundy. Not the same type of Miss Grundy. 
not the sexual predators. If they do that, I'm going to throw shit. <laughs> no, it's no. Ugh. We cut to later, uh, later after school, you know, Julian is waiting with his car and Archie's waiting with his. And Julian calls Veronica doll face, which fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Veronica's like, oh, I see two cho- choices b- before me. And she's like, you know, I think I'm going to walk home. And uh, the boys just frown and are very put out by this. <laughs> the boys do the very classic 50s Archie bit of girls, right? And then in their car. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's absurd. <gasps> but then we cut to Jug. He's writing it. Pops and Tabitha shows up. And not that Tabitha. It's the Tabitha who who's Riverdale's guardian angel, the one who remembers and loves you. Jug is like, oh my God. And you know, what's going on? And she goes, this was plan B. Like we didn't make it. Like it didn't work. This is my, this was my way of um, saving you. And they kind of go back and forth. And essentially Jughead remembering is an anomaly. Like that's the only way she was able to come back and find him because he kept doing these callbacks to their their universe and that's causing a problem and so her job is to go untangle these knots between all of these different universes so we can get back to where we need to be and so his mind's kind of got to get wiped but you know her ultimate aside from you know the untangling her ultimate uh job is to make sure uh the moral arc bends towards justice this is more offensive to me than anything (laughs) yeah why whatever this stupid fucking show they kiss in slow-mo which is kind of cool they the music they picked was really good that's uh that's the theme from drive i looked it up because i was like i know i've heard this song yeah well it was really well edited and what i love is that like they kiss and it's all in slow-mo but then all of a sudden like jughead's just standing there without tabitha which again love makes sense so that he's rushing in slow-mo to get back to his typewriter before he forgets everything and so he's able to only get three words out bend towards justice And he's like i don't know what that means and then it was the weirdest thing that would be sudden inexplicable appearance of something I've never seen before. And there on his desk is his beanie from the other universe. River. Riverdale. Yeah. Which I, I, I thought that was a really cool way to end it. It was like, okay, because like if, if we're going to have to spend a bunch of episodes of Jughead, like knowing what's what and trying to convince everybody, it's going to get really old really fast. So I'm glad, how, I'm glad that they, they cleared that out. It's fun. Now Jughead's going to have to figure out why he has this thing and he doesn't understand it. Like, where did this beanie come from? But yeah, I think those tokens are going to start coming up more throughout the show. I'm um, sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yes. That'll be well, Penelope has the spider brooch. Yes. Penelope has the spider brooch, which has always been something that Cheryl has worn. Mm-hmm. So in this universe, Cheryl does not have that. She's not, you know, the spider woman here. Penelope, which also tracks. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't know. It's hard to know. It's 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 early on. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're going to wrap this up satisfactorily. <laughs> it's such a mess of a television show. But if they oh. prove me wrong, I will be so happy for them. All right. Well, let's go look at the next time on.
All right. Fangs is back and he's Elvis. I don't know that he's Elvis. He's just a rock star. I'm into it. I love it. I mean, Fangs looks great. Drew, Drew Tanner, you look great. I'm excited. So, you know, clearly um, dancing is going to cause a scandal and now we're going to be in Footloose. For fuck's sake, if they do the musical Footloose, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw fit. I'm going to throw things. Because <laughs> I could also see that working. Fuck. I've jinxed it. No, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror forever. Okay, look, regardless. Um... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's happening. Cheryl's going to cause chaos because that's what Cheryl's do. Jealous Cheryl. Jealous Cheryl. And then, you know, what's wrong, Kev? And Kevin's making eyes at an attractive man. I believe he's Mr. Walker. I I don't connect. Yeah, it's the other it's the other student that was with Tony and Tabitha from Yes. No, I know that, but I'm trying to connect him to someone in the previous series, and I don't think we have him. I don't, which could be interesting. Who's the guy from the first season? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, so it's it's not Chuck Clayton, but I wonder if he's taking that position within this show because it's not the same actor. Maybe. So okay, cool. We'll see what happens. Um, he may be somebody from a later run of the comics when Kevin showed up in the comics that I also am just not aware of. But I'm excited. Like it should be interesting. I like Jughead looking confused and he's clearly at the concession, like at the at the refreshments table. I really need Jughead to just like have an episode where he doesn't say anything except for stuff his face with hamburgers. He just needs to be eating so much more. Yeah, I just need his mouth to be full of hamburgers for <laughs> several episodes while he just takes in everything. I'm into that. It'll be great. <sighs> it's a show. It's it, a show. It's a show. We'll find out, I guess. I don't... <laughs> Only 21 more. 21 more. I know. At this point, I just, I until they actually give me an idea of where the fuck they're going, mm-hmm. I really try not to care that much about it anymore. Yeah, it's still fun. It's true. It, it has its moments. All right. Well, until next time, hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.